0: Hey, this is John Gunter. I'm the preaching minister at the Eagle Community Church of Christ. You found our teaching podcast from the sermons I give at our church. We're so glad that you're listening. Uh, Today, we continue in our Stronger series. We talk about worship, what worship actually means, maybe uh, dispel some things we think it means. Just a, a teaser here. We always think it just means show up at church. It doesn't always mean that. It means more than that. And so that's what I try to get at the heart of this sermon this week. And I hope that... Uh, again, this is something that you will think about, and, and hopefully, will will help you in your walk with Jesus. That's our prayer. That's our hope. Hey, we'd love for you to be a part of our church. Come see us anytime. See you soon. Uh, I kind of pared this sermon down because we could have a series on what constitutes worship in our lives. That isn't just the coming together and. And praying or singing songs or all of these things, but, it, but it's more than that, and we'll see that in just a minute. But I wanted to uh, read a couple of things from you, and I didn't look at the bulletin. The, uh, the scripture I sent Tammy this week was Psalm 150, and verse 6 says this, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And So that's kind of my vision of worship, is just praising the Lord all the time. When I'm sitting in the car, I made a switch a few years ago, maybe some of you can relate to this, but I like a lot of different kinds of music, but I started listening to Air One and K-Love and things like that, and so that kind of changed me out from listening to all kinds of music and a lot of sports radio to a lot of Christian music, and I started noticing that like, it changed my outlook on the day because you know, it was filled with, with positive things. It was my my day was filled with praising God and thinking about God's glory, and so I, I encourage people like, hey, you know, if you're if you're struggling in an area, you need to you need to listen to some more positive music. We went through a time in our life where we lost a, a little girl we hoped to adopt. She, uh, I may have told you you guys this story. I don't I don't remember, but uh, uh, there's a little girl that when she was one year old, she was a part of Katie's family, and uh, uh, for different reasons. Her her parents couldn't keep her and her grandparents have her, but they really couldn't uh, keep her as well. So we hoped to adopt her. We'd kept her and and things like that. And so on her, uh, the, I guess it was her birthday, her first birthday, she went to the doctor. She was behind on shots, but she was fine. She took a, she got her shots caught up. But later that evening, she passed away. And so that, that killed me. I mean, it really did. But I'll tell you, during that time, again, a time I would wish on no one, but during that time, it was was music. It was the praise of God that brought me back to center, to where I needed to be. Because in those moments, you know, you think, well, hey, she would have been better off with me, or she would have been better off here. And then I'm hearing songs about how great God is, and I'm having to be reminded that he is our Father. And that as, as good a father as I think I am, he's better. And he can take care of all those things, right? And so uh, I, am, I am encouraged, I am uplifted by our worship together. And so you see verses like this where the psalmist says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And then there's this instance in Luke 19, uh, and I'll just read this whole thing to you. It says, when he came near, when Jesus came near to the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. So they have walked by Jesus and they have seen wonderful things. And so in the moment, walking down the road, they just say, we've got to praise God. Praise God for all the things we are seeing. We we should stop and count our blessings a little more often, shouldn't we? But he says there, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, teacher, rebuke your disciples. Tell them to hush. Isn't that interesting, the the religious leaders there? Would you tell them to quit praising God in this moment? And Jesus says, I want you to notice this, I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. And what is not said there, in worship, because that's what they're doing. So if you stop these men right here, even the very stones cry out in worship. So creation, Scripture tells us that creation is ready to praise God. And so we, we see God in so many ways as we uh, exist around each other. We see God in creation. Anybody, like, that's your, that's your thing. Like, I'm a hunter, and so when I'm sitting out in the woods, in the quiet, in the still, man, that is an encounter with God for me. That I can see God. God, you created all of this. You, you, you're there before daylight until you get a picture of a black bear, and then you quit that. Connie, we just talked about that. <laughs> I went hunting one year and and, uh, and killed a deer the day before. The next day, I got a picture of a black bear. I quit walking in before daylight, just saying. <laughs> but when you're in there before daylight, and you get to see the world come to life. There's something special about that. God, thank you for this time you have given me to, to see all of your handiwork. And we, we see that all around, do we not? We have so many reasons to praise God. I am... Um, I took this next section from a a book from Daniel Block, and this is out of of order. We'll start right here. Uh, For the Glory of God, it's a a book he wrote about worship. And we're going to talk about these three things because I think he kind of sums them up very well. Like I said, we could spend a long time, longer than you would want to stay here, talking about what worship is. But he says, uh, the normative Israelite ethical vision, that sounds, sounds bad, doesn't it, rests on three pillars. So if you go back and look at the Old Testament and the way they worship God, it all rests on these three things. Number one, the principle of imago Dei as images of God. That's just Latin for the image of God. Human beings govern the world on his behalf. Number two, the principle of imitatio Dei. The people of God imitate, you see imitate in that, the Latin there, uh, imitate the character and actions. And number three, the principles of conventio Dei. Again, covenant, God's covenant, uh, people serve him and others rather than themselves. So we're gonna talk about that real quick if I can get this in order. Okay, so the principle of the image of God We are the image of God. Do you know that? Okay, do you know that the church is supposed to be the image of God? We were made in his what? We are made in his image, right? The image of God. And so human beings govern the world on his behalf. Now that may sound weird, but think about creation. Think about when God created Adam and Eve and put them in the garden, what did he tell Adam to do? Everybody's scared. Yeah, he told him to rule. You know, he puts puts Adam in charge of all of these things. The first thing you're going to do is you're going to tend to keep this garden. You're going to name all these animals. You are in charge. And so we are given free will to do whatever, but God has asked us to rule on his behalf, to be the people we should be in his image. And so that's why we challenge each other when we come together like this is let's not let this only be you know, our, our church face for an hour, that when we walk out of here, that is when it's on for us, that we come out of here, and we say, I have to be, I have to live in the image of God, and that, that kind of affects everything I do, everything I say, the way I uh, treat people, and again, at, the, at Walmart, where they don't have enough checkers, right? That's our thing lately, <laughs> Uh, Katie went the other day, and there's one checker, and everybody backed up everywhere. You know, it's, it's, man, do y'all want us to buy this stuff or what? Okay? So, number one, we have to be and we live in the image of God. That is part of our worship, is living in the image of God. Number two, the principle of imitatio day. Again, just imitating his character and actions. I hope what you hear in this statement is our series that we've done all summer that we've talked about holiness, we've talked about sanctification, we have talked about moving closer to God. Again, the idea that baptism, sometimes we have treated it like it was the end, like we get someone baptized and we kind of celebrate, hey, it's over, we got them. But the Christian life is so much more than that, isn't it? Those of you who have lived it, know, Baptism is not the end, it's the beginning. And so as we go there are things to do. There are ways to live. There are uh, opportunities for us to grow closer to God, and we have been praying all summer, God, would you draw us closer to yourself? Again, to imitate God. Scripture tells us to, to be perfect as he is perfect, and that's just maturing, that I am maturing towards where God wants me to be. So if you're sitting here today and you're like, man, I've been a Christian for 30 years, and and uh, I am," you can't teach me anything. I'm in the same spot now that I was 30 years ago. Why? Why have you not been maturing? Why have you not been ever increasing in this imitation of who God wants you to be, imitating God and his perfectness? And number three, uh, the principle of uh, Conventio Day. Again, uh, the idea that God has made a covenant with us, that we are part of God's covenant. I hope, hope you know that. It says, God's covenant people serve him and others rather than themselves. How many times week in and week out have we talked about love God and love your neighbor? And everything is wrapped up in this. And so worship for us, worship for the Christian, is not just a coming together for an hour of the day. Worship for the Christian is your life. Everything that you do is a testament to who God is. Now, we get that mixed up a lot of times, because as we talked about in here a couple of weeks ago, I think, we kind of think that we've put out all the effort, we've put in all the work, and so a lot of times we think it's about us and what we have done, but everything we do is a testament of God's love for us. The fact that you are here this morning, the fact that so many of you had a hot shower this morning. Blessings from God that we we could worship him. And our problem so many times is that we have to have a stark reminder of that. For me, it was visiting homeless people down uh, that met under a bridge on Saturday mornings for their church and to visit the the tents that were uh, up on pallets so water didn't get in there and they had blankets and quilts on top. And you think, man, that's going to hold water, not really shed it much. But, you know, ever since you see something like that, you go home and you think, man, I have got a warm shower to be in. Let that hot water heater go out and you will praise God the next time you take a a warm shower, won't you? But your life is this. Your life is called, you are called to be worshiping God in everything you do. Now, I've heard people turn this and say, well, how could you say that? How could you say, when I'm out mowing the yard, I'm worshiping God? Well, that's because it's only a part of worship. It's not all of your worship, but it is worship to God. Scripture will even tell us that even when we work, that we should work as if we're working for God. Because what we're doing what people see in us and the way that they see us act and behave, and the way we treat other people and all of these things go into who we say we are and that is followers of God, followers of Christ, is it not? And so I love our worship together. I love our singing. I wish we had about 400 people in here and we would, we've got a, by the way, we've got a crowd mic now if that doesn't make you nervous. everybody, Everybody's gonna sit over here now. But we wanted to, wanted to capture it because on, on the live stream, all you hear is the, the song leader. But I wish we had 400 people in here just raising the roof off this place. That next week, the owner of this building comes back and says, that, you know, there's something structural that has happened here. Y'all, y'all need to up your giving, Mickey. We're, we're going to up this, up this price. And I love that. And I hope we do it to the best of our ability. I hope you come in here to this place wanting not just to receive something, and I hope you do receive, but I hope that you've come to give, that you've come to encourage each other, that you've come to sing with your brothers and sisters, you've come to praise God for all He has done in your life all week. And I hope that you see those very blessings right in front of you. But as we go, know that our worship does not end. Our worship begins. As we go out into the world and we work around other people, we shop around other people, we live around our neighbors, our lives should be worship. So don't please, don't act like we can compartmentalize to the point where on Sundays I'll be a Christian. On Sundays I'll worship. As Christians, as followers of God, we worship all the time. And that's my prayer for us that we be a worshipful church, that we look forward to these times together, but we also look forward to how can I be an influence in the world I go into? Because not all of us go to the same place. It is part of being the body of Christ that you have different gifts, you have a different position in life. You can reach people I can't. I can reach people you can't because of where I am. And unless we take seriously that we are out in the world being an example, being worshipers of God wherever we go, we're not gonna have very much of an influence on so I pray that people find us as people who want to worship God, want to praise him and all of his creation and all the things he's done for us. So this morning, that's all I'm going to ask you. Are you worshiping God in all of your life? It's my prayer for us as we offer this invitation. We'd love to pray with you. We'd love to encourage you. We'd love to, uh, if you'd like to be baptized this morning, uh, we can make that happen as well where you can begin your walk with Jesus Christ. Would you come as we stand and sing?